Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cut the Cameras podcast, episode 10. Guys, today I have a special guest. I'm here with my friend Luca. Hi. You guys may know him from his own podcast uh, with his friend Lisa, the Lisa and Luca pod, or at SciLuca on Instagram. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about a lot. You are calling me from Amsterdam. Yes, um, I am. But before we get into how we know each other and everything we're going to talk about in this episode, we got to stick to our routine and start with our highs and lows. So you want to go ahead and go first? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, my high this week was definitely getting Beyonce tickets. That was like... No. Yeah, did I did. I did. <sighs> it was like my high. I was so excited because so many people were trying to get tickets and I managed to get them. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Yeah, you seem to always manage to get tickets. I always always manage to get tickets for everything I want to go to, which is great. But I didn't expect to get tickets for Beyonce, so I'm uh, very excited. And I think my low is, um, I don't know, I've been kind of thriving recently. But I feel like this week my anxiety has been a bit higher than usual because a lot of stuff is coming at me. So I took a week off of school. Luckily, I could. And... um, but it, it felt good to kind of get like a week rest and have some free time and just work on just like catch up some work I uh, still had to do. But I yeah, that was kind of my low. But I feel like Beyonce made up for it. So I, I think I'm fine. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But again, yeah, back to Beyonce. Are you seeing her in Amsterdam? I'm seeing her in Amsterdam. The first um, the first show, I think she announced a second one. And I was like, should I go twice? But I <laughs> I spent all my money on on the take on the first six. Yeah, like, one, like one date is enough for now. I was looking yeah. at those because my entire feed recently has been her show in Dubai. Yeah, um, and they were sold out in Amsterdam. So you must have beat me. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Apparently, I did. I apparently I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Enjoy. That sounds really exciting. Um, my high of the week. This was on Saturday. I was in Iceland for the weekend, which was pretty cool. And I went out in a car, like literally three hours in the middle of nowhere. And we saw these glaciers, which was interesting. Middle of nowhere, very rural, very different than the trips I usually take. Um, The trip ended so shit, actually, because we had to, our flight to Amsterdam was canceled. So we had to reroute and miss a full day. Oh, yeah, I did tell you. So. Anyway, um, calm before the storm. But those glaciers were cool. It's over on my Instagram. One of the coolest things I've seen for sure. It looked really cool. It looked so pretty. It was like another planet for real. And then my low is, oh, it's pretty similar to you. This week has been (laughs) pretty rough. Um, I'm finishing up my university applications. And so I've, I've kind of told you guys this process where I've been admitted already to three not admitted, accepted to three U.S. universities, so I'm done with that. But these past couple of weeks, I've been doing my European universities, and they all just fell on the same deadline, which was today. So now I'm kind of weighed oh. off my shoulders. All I have to do now is interviews. But yeah, leading up to today, I was working on stuff all day, every day. So now I have a bit more peace of mind. Oh, exciting. Right. Exciting. Congrats on getting into the first three. So. That's Thank good. you. I'm not gonna go though. <laughs> oh, you're not. Europe. Okay. Yeah, well, I was. I wanted to apply because just to be safe. And New York is pretty cool. That's where I applied. But no, it's got to be in Europe. Oh well, you'll get into them in <laughs> yeah. Europe too. I, I, I hopefully, feel like you. Will. Hopefully, 
All right, um, Luca, before we actually get into more content, I want to talk about how we met because it's kind of a <laughs> yeah, like cool, peculiar, I guess, story. Um, I don't know. I don't think I told you this full story. Um, I don't think I told you. Well, I don't think I have a full, full story, but I think like I haven't never told you my part as to why I was there. But yeah. you, you, you start, you start. Okay, so this actually goes back a while before I met you because how I found out who you are is my friend Carmen, who I used to have a podcast with before I had this one. When we were beginning our podcast in the spring of 2021, she told me that there was this other podcast that she listens to um, because she had followed your friend Lisa on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she was like, these people are like literally, it's like the same, not the same, but a very similar podcast, very similar dynamic. And I was like, oh, no way. So I started listening to your guys's podcast and you know, agreed. And then I followed you guys on Instagram, whatever. No, I didn't. Sorry. I didn't follow you. When I moved to the Netherlands, when I found out I was moving, I was like, wait a second, those people were Dutch. So then I started following you guys and a couple weeks went by and I was in Amsterdam within like a month of moving there. And the part that you don't know is I, I had literally seen your Instagram story on my phone and I was like, oh, like this guy lives in Amsterdam, whatever. And I was tapping through and I look up from your Instagram story and you're like, in the queue to the restaurant i was like what the oh, fuck like really it was such a weird coincidence yeah and oh my god and then i eventually i think i went up and just said hi to you because i recognized yeah. you and i thought it was so strange but and then you said that you knew who i was which was weird i was yeah, not yeah. expecting that yeah i think so basically i think from my part it was quite funny because that day i think it was quite early on the day when I, I think I was out for either breakfast or lunch. I don't I don't think it was that late. And that morning I did a rose cycle class in um, mm-hmm. Amsterdam. So I after the rose cycle class, I texted a friend. I was like, hey, do you want to um, go out for lunch with me? And she was like, yeah, fine. But one thing about her, she will always be late. She's always late. And like, she will always be late. So <laughs> I already told her like, okay, let's go to the Plantage because it's like one of my favorite spots. I think their food is so good. And I love that like mm-hmm. the... Yeah, I just I just love that spot. And um so I went there in my gym clothes, like fully like <laughs> still sweaty because for for me it was like I was just going to grab like a quick bite and after that I was going to head home and like shower and get ready for the rest of the day. But so I go there by myself and if if you know me, you know I hate sitting in a restaurant by myself. Like I'll wait oh, outside, sure, yeah. I'll wait outside in the cold and so, but yeah, I went inside and I think I definitely sat there for at least 30 minutes waiting for her by myself. <laughs> I think I, I think I ordered a drink and so I think I was just looking at my phone and then you like suddenly someone was standing next to me and I, I first thought you were her cause I was like, so in my phone, I was, I looked up and you're like, Hey, like I watch your podcast and I was like, yeah, I, I think I, I do know you from Instagram. Cause I think I either, I think I either saw your, the podcast with your friend or something like that, mm-hmm. but I recognized and I was like, Oh, that's so nice. Like. Uh, thank you so much. Like we should grab a drink sometime, and then we ended up never grabbing a drink because you're first of all always traveling. I'm always yeah, busy, yeah. so <laughs> we ended up never actually meeting again in real life after that. But I think that's how I knew you. But I thought I was like, in a way, I was like so embarrassed because I was like, I'm, uh, I'm in my gym clothes and like sweaty. I and... didn't even notice. You don't have a reason to be embarrassed, but I, I okay. mean, I didn't want to go up to you if someone was gonna come there because I've heard so many times like. The only time, like from famous people, like the only time they don't want to be recognized is like in a restaurant. And I just didn't want to like bother your 
me. Oh no, I don't. But, I really don't care. I think I've like been recognized because of me and Lisa only like th- I three times or four times. No, so I, I know, but it's the same thing. Like I don't know if you're eating with a friend. So I guess it worked out for me at least because now we're here. Yeah. Um, anyway, speaking of Amsterdam, you live in Amsterdam. I do. Um, and but you're not from Amsterdam, right? No, I'm not. I grew up in um, the south of the Netherlands in Limburg. Mm-hmm. I'll never go there. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I grew up in a really small town with my parents. And when I was, uh, when I turned 18, I had to get an internship in Amsterdam. And um, I moved here. And ever since, I just stayed here. I didn't go back. I think my parents expected me to go back after my internship, but I didn't. And now I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And it's been almost three years, I think. Yeah, I think I've lived there for almost three years. Which is so crazy. How? Yeah. So then you're 21 now, right? I'm 20. I'm turning 21 this year. Okay. Okay. And how was the transition from? You said Limburg. Limburg. Yeah, Limburg. <laughs> um, from from Limburg to Amsterdam, in terms of like, I mean, obviously there's like a fat housing crisis now, but I don't know how it was then, and making friends and just kind of integrating to the city. Well, a lot of my friends, which were, which also lived in my hometown, they all moved to Amsterdam. So when I moved here, I already had like quite some friends here because all of them, mm-hmm. like it's quite normal to like move from your small town to Amsterdam to either go to uni or like do an internship. Um, but I feel like I was always supposed to live in Amsterdam. Like even when I was like 15, 16, I would go mm-hmm. here like every week. All my concerts were here. And um, especially as like a, like a, a queer person living in a small town, you kind of want to move out as quickly as possible. So whenever <laughs> I, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, sure. um, so whenever I um, came here, it would it would always be like kind of like, oh, there's like people just like me here, you know, because it's like a big city and there's like other queer people. And I never really had that when I um, lived in like my hometown. Um, so I my parents like everyone around me always knew that once I get the opportunity I'll move to Amsterdam and back then the Mm -hmm. housing here was so easy I I got an apartment like in a month and it was like literally almost on like the uh, damn square like it was like so it was like really yeah and I had like a big terrace on the roof and like it was so easy and even my second (laughs) apartment it was also easy but now I'm like I live a little bit outside of the center right now in a bigger apartment though and, but I want to move back to the city center, but right now the housing is crazy. I've been looking for months, and I just can't find anything. It's so insane how much it, like, changed over the past two or three years. I know, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of friends with, you know, people my age, or a lot of them are going to university, who want to study in Amsterdam, and literally they're, they've, like, gotten into schools, they figured it all out, they can pay the tuition, and their only concern is, like, housing. Housing they, like, is, can't find anything. No, it's crazy right now. And it's so expensive, too. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely Well, I'm insane. actually glad... It's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought up, like, being a queer person in Amsterdam because the country of the Netherlands and Amsterdam, um, from, like, a outsider's, like, non-Dutch person perspective, definitely has this, like, progressive reputation, like, kind of normalizing, like, more taboo topics, sex, drugs, gay rights, all this... You know, do you feel that Amsterdam kind of like lives up to that as a Dutch person, the Netherlands? What's your take? I, yeah, I feel like um, when it, yeah, certain things I do feel like, for example, I feel very comfortable in like my sexuality here because I feel like it's, 
like there's so many queer people here and like everyone knows each other which is like a good thing but can also be <laughs> a bit a bit risky sometimes um yeah. but yeah i feel like a lot I, I feel like if you move to amsterdam and you live this like student life and you go to uni and you party a lot there's definitely certain things where i'm like stuff that's getting normalized that really shouldn't be normalized mm-hmm. and you can kind of mm-hmm. get like sucked into that a little bit but um no i feel like it's um especially when it comes to the queer community i'm i feel like amsterdam is a really good place to live and it's very accepting and definitely very progressive i still feel like there's progress to me to be made but yeah i feel like it's it's very good to live in amsterdam as a queer person that's great yeah so the only issue is it might be too progressive Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe too little, much. Yeah, maybe yeah. we're normalizing a bit too much, but I feel like it's <laughs> for I I feel like it's fine. For now it's fine, but I, it it gets crazier and crazier, I feel like. So, we'll see where it ends up going. Well, for me it's been cool living here the past year coming originally coming from the states, you know. I, I yeah, cuz have... you live in The Hague, right? Or no? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is also I quite like it. I think it's nice. Uh, it's a cozy city, you know, but it's still big enough that there's enough going on. Yeah, I, I think I, I went there for the first time like two weeks ago. I don't really? think I've ever. Yeah, I've I've been to like a city close to The Hague, but I don't think I, I've never really been into like the city center of The Hague. I went there like uh, one and a half weeks ago and it's so different than Amsterdam. I feel like it's so much more. I don't know, like it's very... I felt very cozy and very, like, it's very... It's nice, right? I don't know, yeah. yeah. But it's big enough that, like, you're not running into everyone that you know all the time, and there's enough versatility and things you can do. However, I don't know if you've been to Leiden. Leiden. No. I've never really? been. Really? I, I know it's, like, a big student city, but I've, I don't think I've ever been. It's a, yeah. Well, just because it's pretty close to Amsterdam. It's closer than The Hague. But I think that one has a little more character, you know? The Hague is still a little... Um, I should go mm. sometime. I should go to that. Yeah, if you ever want to meet up in Leiden, I'll be nearby. Yeah, you should show me around. Because honestly, I don't leave Amsterdam. It's really crazy. I go to Amsterdam and like my hometown every like maybe once a month. I go to my hometown for like a day or two. But I'm always in Amsterdam. Like I don't really leave Amsterdam, which is such a shame. But you know, Amsterdam's pretty versatile too. You can have Amsterdam's kind of what you make it, right? Like you can have any yeah. experience in that city depending on what part you're in, who you're with. Yeah, you're exactly. Going. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you have a favorite part of living in Amsterdam? Like something that stood out? My favorite, I mean, my favorite part used to be clubbing and clubs and, you know, uh-huh. really, really going crazy. But um, right now I'm like such a big foodie. Like, m- so my favorite part is just going out for dinner. Like the restaurants in Amsterdam, there are such like good restaurants in Amsterdam and I just love I have like this whole notes list of like every restaurant <laughs> yeah. I've ever been to and like my favorite dish and like so I don't know I really love um like the restaurants I love going out for dinner in Amsterdam it's so fun for sure yeah I, yeah Amsterdam's got great food what's your favorite part about the Hague because I need to know because I Ooh. might go more often there is actually one specific area like thing that's my favorite it's called oh god I can't say it in a Dutch accent, but Grootmarkt, like Grootmarkt. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. It's it's this kind of outdoor, you know, a German beer garden. I, yeah, the idea I guess. Of that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like picnic tables and little small tables all under this all in this square, right? And you get drinks there. You can have some food, whatever. But it's like a lot of people. They have heat lamps in the winter, like umbrellas in the summer. It's very nice. Just like go get drinks with friends. I'm going tonight, um, but it's just cozy. A very nice oh, ambiance. Cute. Yeah. I'll keep it in mind next time I'm there. And oh, and the thrifting in this whole country or vintage shopping, I guess, beats Germany by a long shot. There's like yeah. no comparison at all. Yeah, that's what um, a lot of people say about Amsterdam too. It's like the the thrifting is really yeah. good. Uh, and final uh, Amsterdam related question: If someone listening were to be moving to Amsterdam or visiting, what recommendations do you have as a as a local? Oh, um, well, I think the biggest recommendation I would give is because I don't only go into like the center center as in like the damn square. Like I feel like a lot of tourists mm. go. Um, they go to they go to Dam Square, like um, the Galverstraat, and then you have like the Nine Streets. The Nine Streets is really cute. I still go there sometimes, but the like areas outside of the city center. So like, um, for example, um, the Pipe is really cute, and mm-hmm. you have like Amsterdam South, and like I feel like there's a lot of like even like Amsterdam Old West. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're like so much cuter and such like a more cozy i don't know it's just so much better than just going to dam square and like the the culver side because honestly my i hate dam square and i hate the city center and everyone that lives here hates that part of amsterdam because it's just <laughs> it's just so many people so and many people and it's like just like very like a lot of like those big stores like zara and stuff which just like go ahead like it's fun for maybe like uh yeah. like an hour or so but there's amsterdam yeah. has a lot more to offer than just the city center so i I'd, I'd say that I know for a while, I think for six months of me living here, when I'd go to Amsterdam, the I'd only go as far as like Vondel Park and like uh, the Hard Rock Cafe at that area, you know, because yeah, that's yeah. where when people are visiting, they would often stay at a hotel in that area. And then recently, I went to the Pipe. How do you say? Yeah, the Pipe. The Pipe. The Pipe. And I was like, oh shit, this is underrated. And then so recently, it's been a lot more, not necessarily the outskirts, but. Smaller, smaller parts of Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big city, actually. And you, you're you in university now, right? I don't, I don't know if it's called university, because I feel like it has, like, different names in the U.S. Then, but I guess it's, like, yeah, I'm, stu- yeah. Yeah, I'm it's uni, I guess, yeah. But you're studying, right? Yeah, I'm studying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can you share what you're studying? Um, well, I'm studying fashion and branding right now. I'm in my first year. Mm-hmm. I've, I've studied, um, styling for four years before this, which was, um, very fun, but I was glad it was over because four years is a long time. Um, and now I'm studying fashion and branding, but it's, I, I'm in my first year and I can kind of tell that I'm a bit ahead because I already studied for four years before this. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So... Um, I'm just very happy once the second year comes around because then I'll fully be doing um, branding. So I'm excited for that the, to be here. But I'm, I'm, I mean, I go to Amsterdam Fashion Institute for anyone who might think of studying here. So. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Well, it shows. I don't know if you guys follow Luke on Instagram, but you should check his Instagram out because the outfits, even now, come on, like. I am deceiving on the top, but I'm wearing sweatpants on the bottom. Oh my god, no. I and feel like, like I just put on a hat and I just put on a very quick Come fit, on. but no, thank no. you. <laughs> thank you. So Amsterdam Fashion Institute, um, what has like a Dutch university experience been like? What does that look like? Because I know it differs in different countries through Europe. 
Yeah, I I feel like it's hard for me to say what a Dutch university is like because you also have like the um, actual University of Amsterdam. Like it's like right next to my building. And I feel like that's just like a whole different experience because for anyone who's like interested in going to Amsterdam Fashion Institute or has been thinking about it, it's a very, very small building. Like it's tiny. Mm-hmm. There's like not a lot of students. Like there's only like three floors i think of like classrooms like it's very small so i feel like i even i even though i live in amsterdam and i obviously go to uni i feel like even i'm not getting the uni experience because it's just such a like a small building and even like Mm -hmm. the what's it called like the application to like it's very hard to to even get in so it's yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I could even say what uni in the Netherlands is like because, like, the actual University of, like, Amsterdam is, like, huge and it has, like, a bunch of people. And yeah. so it's so different. But I, I really enjoy being, like, in a small building and, like, n- seeing everyone's faces and, like, they stay familiar and you know who you're, like... I don't know. I feel like the, mm-hmm. the smaller building is just... It suits me more because I'm just, like, not... Yeah. And you've established, like, your own life there, you know? Like, you've been living there for multiple years before. You have your own apartment, so... Yeah, it's... it's nice. Yeah, I feel like I'm glad I moved here a couple of years beforehand because now I kind of know Amsterdam and a lot of people that start studying here now, they just moved here and it's... They still have to explore the whole city and I'm just glad I already know my way around Amsterdam and I can just, like... So, yeah, I feel like that's... Yeah. 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 I feel like it's, it's fun. I'm, I'm kind of in a... Well, not similar, but the universities that I'm deciding between right now, I kind of have two main ones. Um, And one of them definitely has like a campus with, you know, a larger student body, not, not so much as Amsterdam, University of Amsterdam, but um, it's much more uh, compact, I guess. Yeah. 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 And the other one is just like literally like a part of a building with, I don't know, 10 rooms in it. And I'm trying to decipher which one's going to suit me more, but I really, I really enjoy more of an intimate, like, cozy learning space um for you though what are you wanting to get out of like a university experience like is it more like for fashion or is it like a community-based thing social networking a degree well I feel like you are obviously also in the kind of like in the creative field at least I think that's I I don't know what unis you apply to but I feel like even now your YouTube and like your you might relate if you're in the um, like the creative sector of like work and school you realize mm-hmm. you realize that a lot of the things you're gonna make when it comes to, for example, like Adobe or Photoshop or Illustrator, you can yeah. like teach yourself how to do it. I don't necessarily need uni to get good at that. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. need yeah, I don't need sure. uni to get good at being a creative director. I also feel like it's either it's, it's like a talent you have or a talent you don't have, just like how other people have like other passions. But I feel like mm-hmm. uni and, for example, internships, in the creative field, you need to network. Like, that's the most important thing. Like, network. Like, get your... You know what I mean? Like, otherwise, you won't get anywhere. And it, that's, like, you need sure. to network. Yeah. So, I guess that's kind of my main thing. Because I know I'm... Not to, like, brag, but, like, I know I'm good at what I do. And i really just trying to use uni and, like, internship to, like, network and get to know as many people as I can because they're all going to help you out at some point because like the creative world is a really small world and you're going to run into people that you might have went to uni with or that you might have met during like any like events or whatever you're going to run into them and I feel like that's a very I don't know important part 
But what unis Definitely. did you apply to? Like what countries in Europe? So I've applied to a university in London, one in uh, Spain, Madrid, and Segovia, and then one in Berlin. And the ones I'm deciding between now is the one in Spain and the one in Berlin. Oh. So, yes. I, we're going to talk about Berlin in a bit, so I'm trying to save it for then. All right, all right. Uh, sorry, Berlin sorry. has a, definitely a very... So you're good. Has definitely a very small, small campus and a small student body. Um, and Spain has more of like a... For the first two years... It's like a university town. So, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm excited to see um, which one you'll choose. Yeah, me too. I can't choose soon enough. But uh, I think that on top of networking, there's there's obviously a lot of people who um, preach like valuing creativity over profit, which I personally really agree with. Like, I think it's great to explore your creative sides. But also having like finding people that share your interests and your kind of like passions, I guess. Um, it's just nice to be around those people, even if it's not necessarily networking, just to like collaborate and yeah. bounce ideas. It's, you know? it's great for inspiration too. And, and it's just, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna need them at some point. And I think that's something I learned um, throughout being in a creative industry and like doing internships and like going to school is you're gonna, everyone you meet, you'll, be able to collaborate with or work with at some point so you know be nice keep everyone as a, like a friend share your details and who knows <laughs> definitely yeah and so after this university experience what do you visualize your life as do you think you're going to stay in amsterdam do you think you're going to work in fashion um oh my goodness <laughs> so that's kind of a big question I yeah i know it gets asked all the time even at uni um yeah it's, you can also not answer. Live in the moment, you know? You don't need to... Yeah, but I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing to kind of think about where you want to where you wanna go in the future. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I think recently I had, like, a really... Not, like, an identity crisis, but I feel like I kind of realized that I like being behind a camera more than being in front of a camera. But I think we'll get mm -hmm. to that in a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I think that was, like, a big moment for me where I was like um like I like doing something like this if it's like for um for someone else if I'm like but I yeah I think I realized that I don't necessarily want to forever be in front of the camera and I don't want to mm -hmm. um continue going into like maybe like the influencer world um sure yeah but yeah I, I would love to be a creative director at some point and that's what I've done right now. It's just like being an all-around creative director. I think that's so fun, and um, you can just let your creativity get loose. So I think I'll, I hopefully will end up being a creative director. Yeah. Well, you already are one, right? And yeah. that actually is what I was going to talk about next. Um, I wanted to ask what projects you have worked on recently, or are currently working on, or something that you're aspiring to work on. Um. Yeah. I. I think one of the ones we can talk about is the Berlin Fashion Week for my last um, yes. internship. I don't know if you had it as a separate thing, but I think that's one of I my... Yeah, let's move to that. Let's do it. Um, I think it's... Well, actually, we can talk about it after. It's fine. But I, yeah, I went to Berlin Fashion Week and I did the... Um, we did creative direction for a Berlin-based fashion designer uh, called William Fan. Um, and he had a collaboration with Nike and Sidestep, and Sidestep is, I think, um, like a store connected to Foot Locker, I'm pretty sure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we did creative direction. That was cr- so much fun to do. And like we, yeah, we flew out to Berlin and it was like such a hectic couple of days. It was so fun. So I definitely see myself doing that more often. Um, but yeah, this year I feel like I'm trying to, um, this year I really want to get into like doing projects for myself, like by myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to like kind of connect with more creative people and see if there's some stuff we can work on or we can do. Um, but I feel like Berlin Fashion Week was like one of my favorite yeah. things ever. Well, I, I'd love to keep talking about that. You you were there for a few days, you said. Were you working the whole time as a creative director or were you also attending yeah. some of the events? No, we were no. working. It was for work because um, I still did my, I did my internship at a branding agency and um, this was still during my internship and I think three em- like employees were going and then I think two days before they came up to me and they were like, hey, listen, we know you still need like a graduation project because that's what you do with your last internship. You need to like have a big project that you work on. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to fly um, to Berlin with us? And I was like, oh my God, uh, hold up. I was offer, like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I will. But it was like two days in advance and I still had to do like an onboarding because they they had been working on this for weeks and I was, I was just, I had to like get caught up on weeks worth of work. Um, mm-hmm. But then we flew out and I think we stayed there for four days or three days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like one day was like shooting content outside. The next day was like building the set for the fashion because I think it was the closing of Fashion Week. Um, wow! And I think yeah, the day of the fashion show was like so hectic. It was crazy. I have never been more stressed in my life. It was like <laughs> so insane, but it was like so fun. And um, yeah, it, it it was just really fun to do. It was, like, really fun to be behind the scenes at a... Because you, o- you always see, like, the videos of, like, influencers being front row and um, mm-hmm. filming filming the outfits, but you never really see what goes on behind the screens. And mm-hmm. I've, I loved being able to work behind the screens, and, yeah, it was very fun. But you have lived in Berlin, no? I've not lived in Berlin. I've lived in uh, southern Germany. It's actually quite... You know, six hours from Berlin, but oh, really? I visited Berlin. I was recently in Berlin, actually, and the day I left was the day Fashion Week began this year, which was oh. uh, <laughs> kind of disappointing. But yeah, it's, it sounds so cool what you did. And I, I actually, that's a good point that a lot of these Fashion Weeks don't share any behind the scenes because I feel like that wouldn't necessarily fit their very like polished mm-hmm. image, but that must have been for interesting sure. for you to see what goes on you know, yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. And did you spend any time in the city or had you been to Berlin before? I have been to Ber- I feel like you've been there more often than me because I am about to give my opinion on something that I don't know anything about. But um, <laughs> I have been in Berlin three times. The first time was like years ago with school, but it was like a school trip. So I don't really count it. Like it was fun, yeah. but I couldn't really do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So the second time was with Lisa. We were invited to a like an event. I think it was this um, magazine called Thirty Two C. Oh yeah, that's a cool magazine. Yeah, it's a really cool magazine, and they had a, a a collaboration with Snipes, and they invited us. So we went there, wow. but also but also then we were there only for like two days, and we couldn't really get into the city that much. But I do, I did really like that trip, and I did really 
feel like that was kind of the only trip where I was like, oh, I could I could see myself going to Berlin more often. And then after that, I went for Fashion Week, um, as I just said. But it was just we were working all the time. So I, mm-hmm. yeah, we were just in Ubers mm-hmm. every day and like going. Yeah, I don't know. It d- doesn't really count in my opinion. But yeah, I don't know. I like Berlin, but I I think I should go there at some point without there being any work to do or any events to go to and see if like what the city is actually like. So I have to I have to bring something up. I listened to a few of the podcast episodes from the Lisa and Luca podcast um, preparing for this. And I, I do recall you saying that Berlin was as if, what was it? Um, depression was the city. Yeah. Is that how you feel? That's how I feel so far because I feel like it's just, I if I if I look at Berlin, I feel like the times that I've been through the city, I feel like it's very, it just has this really dark and sad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I also feel like it's just because it's the rave. For example, there's a really big rave community. I do know, like the rave community. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's also not something I see as the most happy uplifting it's fun but it's not it's so different compared to amsterdam if you walk through amsterdam or so i feel like yeah 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 yeah, i guess i do feel like that a little bit so okay that's that's fine for me the first time i visited berlin i was in grade nine so i I don't know it was a weekend trip and it was i mean we just took the train up from germany so i really didn't care we did like a lot of the history of berlin which berlin actually has some really um has a really rich history i don't know i don't want to say good because it's definitely not good but um, I didn't really care, but the last two times I've gone, I absolutely adore it. But I agree with you that it's not a charming city, especially in terms of like aesthetics or lack thereof. Like majority of the area of the center of Berlin, it's pretty boring. Yeah. It's pretty bland. However, if you ever if you're ever going back and you go up like northwest, southwest, south to Berlin, kind of like they're called Kreuzberg, Prenzlauerberg. All those kind of more recently renovated university type areas, I think that they're so great. And I think that the people in Berlin is really what makes the city so, what it is. Um, because everyone I know who's lived there has loved it. So for me, that's, that's been my reputation. So I, when I heard that for the first time, I was like a little shocked. <laughs> yeah, <lie>. no, <laughs> I get it. But I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing because I do talk to my, I love going to raves. Not mm-hmm. too often though, but I love me a rave sometime. <laughs> And uh-huh. um, I have talked about my friends, like, we should go to Berlin for, like, three days and just go to, like, a rave every day. Just, f- like, because I feel like, for example, the rave scene there is just so fun. And I do feel like that adds, like, a lot of character. And also the street art in Berlin, I really like. Like, there's yeah. a lot of street yeah. art, which I love. Definitely. But it's just that I haven't had a trip there where I had the full experience. But it, I'll get sure, there. Sure, yeah, Definitely. Yeah, I know. A lot of the times if you're going with school, I went for school on my last trip for a photography class and we stayed in like the weirdest ass parts of the city. So I get it. It's not, you're not actually having like a genuine personal experience. Yeah. Um, on the topic of fashion, um, are there any certain fashion trends that you're drawn to now that you're into now, especially going to fashion school, something that you think is going to come up in the next couple of months or something? I don't know. I feel like, um, Right now, if I look at my, I feel like my fashion sense and like style changes all the time. Because if I look mm-hmm. back at Instagram pictures from like five months ago, I'm like, what the fuck were you wearing? 
<laughs> but yeah. if I, I feel hey, like, but if you're not cringing at your past self, it, you're like you're not growing, right? Right. So right. It's all about growth. Maybe that's just the effect. Yeah. Um. But no, I feel like. I'm really, I feel like ever since I started fashion school and went to like Amsterdam Fashion Institute, I started appreciating, um, like, I used to really go onto the trends and now I'm starting to appreciate like high quality basics. Like, I don't need, yes. like, I don't need any graphic tees anymore. Any, I, I feel like mm-hmm. when you wear like a good, a good pair of jeans and like a good basic top, like a good high quality top, you can just it just makes an outfit. So I feel like that's like, a, I don't know if it's a trend, but I, I see myself shopping for basics more um, than I ever did. So I feel like that's like... Definitely. No, I don't I don't like the what whole... What about like, you? Why, mm, well, okay, I'm not a trendy person in the least. And I also don't follow trends. Like I really, I think I'm quite uh, detached. And you're a fashion student, so I need to be cautious with what I say. No, here. no, no, you can, uh, <laughs> you can say whatever. You can say I whatever. will say there's a lot that I don't like. Um, I, I hate the whole Y2K thing. I don't know. Some people can pull it off, but I don't like all the color, even like the really campy things sometimes, like the corsets and everything. It's just like, it, it it's trying so hard to be not high fashion, but like yeah, extra that it just looks cheap. Um, I do love basics, like you said. However, one one thing that I've seen a lot of now that I do like are the parachute pants and the baggy cargo pants. If they're done right. I mean, you know, not like I have that. not like a Bershka. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you're getting like a secondhand pair or something that looks a little worn, I, I do like them. If they're something about yeah. them. Yeah. It has to be styled in a good way because I feel like you can either yeah. go trendy with it or you can kind of... Exactly. But I, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I also re- recently watched a series on Netflix that was set in like early 1950s. And they, everyone was wearing these like tailored slim cut or not slim cut, uh, straight leg pants. And I realized like, I do have to get some like nice fitted basic clothing because that's like where yeah, all good outfits I feel originate from. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love to talk about your podcast for a bit because you're obviously a natural. You have a better setup than I do over here. He's like more professional than I am. I mean, I had to pick yeah. this up yesterday from Lisa in Rotterdam because I, yeah, it's a long story. But yeah, sorry, continue. She's in Rotterdam? Lisa? She live, Lisa lives in Rotterdam. She doesn't live in Amsterdam. Oh, I thought she lives in Amsterdam. No, she hates Amsterdam. <laughs> well, it, there's not a lot of Dutch people in Amsterdam, right? Like, it's, it's definitely more international than many cities. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, th- damn, that's quite a trip then. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> for grabbing the microphone. <laughs> no, it's so good. So... For those of you who aren't here from Luca or haven't heard the podcast, it's quite good. I, I really enjoyed listening to the episodes. Um, but it's you and your friend Lisa who, well, I guess I'm going to ask, how long have you guys known each other? Oh my goodness. I think we've known each other for like five years now or maybe six. I lost count a while ago, but I think, yeah, definitely for <laughs> yeah. five or six years now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And how, did, quite how a- did you guys meet then if she lives? You guys didn't live in the same place then, I'm assuming, or is she no. from? No. We, she's going to hate me, I think. We <laughs> met through Twitter. Um, I think we've talked about this, but she used to have, uh, we both used to be on like Stan Twitter. Like we kind of uh, were fans <laughs> of certain people and it was like we both were very young and we follow each other because we were a fan of the same person, I think. And I think at some point she tweeted, oh, I want to go to a concert from this 
small band. I didn't even know, but I was like, okay. So I and she, I think she tweeted something. Like, I want to go to this concert. Who wants to go with me? Because I don't have anyone to go with. And I think I replied like, oh, I'll go with you. And we ended up going to the concert together. You and went? Then, wow, yeah. from Twitter. Yeah, from Twitter. Damn. So and I didn't even know her beforehand. And then we, yeah, we we got tickets. We went and ever since we became best friends. So. You know what? This is a good origin story. I have friends who I made from like Musically when I used to make like green screen videos. So the everyone, sometimes the best relationships are founded on some really strange pillars, you know? Exactly. <laughs> um, and so you guys have been friends for a while now, but you didn't start your podcast until when was that? Um, I think that was like two years ago. I don't even remember when the mm-hmm. first episode got uploaded because it's been so long, but... I think it's been two years ago. I did already live in Amsterdam and I made like cameos in her videos because she does social media as her full-time job. Um, mm-hmm. I made cameos in her videos and everyone was always like, oh, you guys are so funny together. Like I love when Luca is in like your vlogs or blah, blah. So then at some point we were like, why don't we like, we wanted to do something together, but we didn't know what. And back then I don't really remember a lot of people starting a podcast I feel like a podcast definitely a podcast if he started like in the last year that everyone is yeah. doing it yeah. but back then we were kind of like what do we do and like we want to do something together but we also don't want to vlog together because we don't see each other often enough and mm-hmm. um yeah we started a podcast we ended up starting the podcast and that's yeah that's how it went oh that's so cool yeah that that was kind of the same when I had a podcast with my friend that was yeah. kind of our reasoning because it's easy to do well it's not easy to do long distance. It's actually quite harder than you'd think, right? More difficult. Yeah. Um, and then I know that for us, when, when we had the podcast together, and also the reason why we stopped having the podcast together is because we were just, we had like the most conflicting schedules. We lived in two different places. We couldn't plan. So how, how have you and Lisa made it work with like having busy lives, <laughs> living so far? You guys record in person, right? Because you used to have mm-hmm. video episodes. Yeah. So how have you made that work? Um, well, it was, I feel like from what I remember, cause it's already been, well, yeah, I'll get into that in a bit. Cause we did two seasons and I, well, the first season was very, um, we both were, f- had a lot of free time for some reason. I don't know why. Cause if I look at my schedule and mm-hmm. I'm like free time, I would kill to have some free time right now. But, um, back then apparently we did. So it was like quite easy for us to record cause I would just go to Rotterdam and we would just, you know, record and after that we would go out for dinner. And so for season one, it was like very easy. Um, I think it's also because it was part of, it was in like around COVID. So I didn't have in yeah, like, yeah. uh, in real life classes, like I had online class. So it was very easy for me to just like go into class while I'm on a train to Lisa. And then for last season, which sadly we ended it was the most horrible thing ever <laughs> to like be able to record and realize it was just yeah it was a lot and we both our lives changed a lot since season one so we we, we really tried to make it work but it just wasn't meant to be i feel like coming out of covid everyone was a little like blindsided by having spent so much time in quarantine with like time to spare that like now that we're transitioning back to like a more normal state of yeah like, living it's just like c- certain things seem so much more difficult than you thought they would be because yeah just because not having the time for them yeah it's crazy it's like mm-hmm. our lives were so different during covid like you had, it was so yeah. yeah i don't know 
And I remember I, I've always said like, oh, this year of like my high school has been like the most difficult. I've never been so stressed and tired all the time. And it's like, well, yeah, no shit. Because for half the time in high school, I was like in bed when I wasn't in classes. Exactly. And, like, sleeping 13 hours, you know. So yeah, a lot that you have to like get used to again. Um, exactly. When, when I was telling Luca what I was going to, you know, go through on this episode and the podcast came up, he told me that you guys have now stopped the podcast. Like you've, you've quit this season, right? Yeah, I don't know when this episode is going up, like what we're recording right now, but we haven't like officially announced, of, we have announced it, yeah, we've posted on our story, but we still need to record, we should record one more episode where we kind of explain as to why, but to kind of mm-hmm. sum it up, um, we have done this for like two years, like, well, I think like over the span of two years we've been doing this podcast and season mm-hmm. one season one was like so fun to record and it was just like um yeah i don't know it was just very fun but when season two started uh we decided to not do video and do clips which took up more time because you need to edit all these separate clips and then mm-hmm. um our schedules were just crazy so we had to record at night and then i still had to go back from Rotterdam to Amsterdam, so i'd be home at like midnight every time um mm-hmm. And it was just, I think at some point, like a couple of weeks ago, I texted Lisa and I was like, I feel like we've just, we've done the best that we can. And we've, I felt like we mm-hmm. weren't living up to the standard that we had in season one. And even the, just like the feedback, like a lot of people missed the full video episodes, which I totally understand, but it was just impossible for us to edit all of that and do all of that with our yeah. schedules. And I also told mm-hmm. Lisa at some point, listen, I already don't see Lisa a lot because she lives in Rotterdam and we have very busy schedules. Like I have school and she obviously has our YouTube and work. And so I told her, like, I'm seeing you once ev- once every two weeks because we record once every two weeks and we record two episodes. And I told her, like, I don't want to see you once every two weeks just to record an episode because I feel like we're not making yeah, memories. Sure. We're not We're not spending quality time together. So I told her, like, you know what? I'm just going to say I don't want to do the podcast anymore because I'd rather just spend more time with you uh, than have to record these episodes. And we put out a lot of episodes and they're all free to watch on YouTube. So you can all listen and watch them back. And I feel like <laughs> we, we, we we uploaded a lot of fun fun videos. But I feel it's, it, it's okay for now. Like we'll see maybe in the future we'll do something again. But for now, this it, it was just not meant to continue, I guess. I totally get it. That's the exact same reasoning I had with my friend when we ended our podcast. It's just, we were so busy. And then also it was like, our basically 90% of our interactions then were re- regarding the podcast. Or we couldn't have a conversation without talking about the podcast and the back mm-hmm. and forth of even like logo designs and the episode titles and descriptions and who we want for the guests and what we want to talk about. And then planning the episodes together. It's a lot of them, work. Who's going to edit them. You know, and it's just like, that's not like, it stood in the way of a friendship. Um, and the other thing that <laughs> always irritates me with content creation, um, whether it's podcasts or like YouTube videos, is I feel that, like you said, like for now it wasn't meant to be. It's you, oh, how am I going to say this? There's an expectation that you have to like continue creating, right? Like the, the however many episodes you've created or how many YouTube videos I've created, like can't just stand on their own and like keep getting recognition. Because, like, if you don't continue with the output, people are, like, upset about it, right? Yeah. It's not like a Hollywood movie where you can release something that you've worked really hard on every, like, 10 years and everyone, like, goes crazy about it 
forever. It's like, oh no, like, okay, I just uploaded this video that I'm so proud of, this episode I'm so proud of. What's the next one going to be? You know, yeah, you, you have to continue. A, a break. Yeah, everyone expects yeah. you to just continue to make more and more videos. And I also realized at the end of the day, I really can look up to like for example you or lisa that like put out content 24 7 and you know like you can definitely see with a lot of content creators that they love being in front of the camera but i think i recently just realized that i realized what a digital footprint is and i realized that i want my <laughs> i realized yeah. that i want mine to be a bit smaller than it is right now because i was yeah. always an open book on the internet and people love that about me but i realized that if i want to get a job later i might have to you know kind of erase my digital footprint a little bit so yeah. yeah i don't know i i enjoy being i enjoy editing and stuff and like editing youtube videos i really but i just like being behind the camera more than in front of the camera so it's sure yeah yeah, yeah. whatever i sometimes I, I feel the same way yeah so it is like bitch where's my emmy like you know like why right can't... Why can't content creation have the same recognition as other things, you know? So Literally, because it takes so much work and yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next thing I kind of want to talk about, this has no segue. This is like jumping point A to B, but um, I kind of want to talk to you about um, relationships in Amsterdam and just kind of your views on commitment and dating and all of that. Um, so can I ask if you're currently in a relationship? I'm not currently in a relationship, guys. No, okay. I'm ready, um, though, so... Yeah, okay, okay, so that's that's kind of what I was thinking, is because what would you be looking for then, now? Um, well, I think in... I feel like I have been in a very long relationship before. I even lived with my ex in Amsterdam for a while, and um, sometimes it's just not meant to be, you know? It's, sometimes you just part ways. But I feel like the one thing I learned is that you really have to be able to like trust each other. I feel like trust and loyalty is like my number one thing, especially cause that can yeah. be quite hard to find in Amsterdam, especially <laughs> in the queer community. Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm just really, really big on loyalty. I think that's just because I've always been a very loyal person. Like I've always been loyal to my relationships or even like my friends. Like I, I'm like, a, anyone you'd ask about me, they'd say I'm a loyal friend. Or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's like the the one thing that really is like, that I really need in a relationship. But it's hard to find in Amsterdam. I'm not going to lie. It's everyone loves to. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I wanted to ask about your, your dating experience in Amsterdam. Is there any story that you have in particular that's like your worst dating uh, experience? Mm, no I think I, I don't know I just have to think I mean I like I I mean I love dating in Amsterdam is really fun because I feel like um even if it just doesn't work out like going on either even if it's just like a tinder date or if you meet or if you go for a coffee um yeah. I feel like it's yeah I don't know I I really do like going on dates like I think it's very fun um one of the worst I don't think I have a worse. I feel like most of my dates always are pretty decent. I've definitely had dates where I'm like, oh, you're, I'm, you're, I'm definitely not going on a second date with you because it's just very, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I don't think I have a worst, worst. Sorry, do you? Mm, no, because I, I'm very reluctant to 
go on dates, whatever, if I think it's going to be bad. I'm very picky. Um, but in the past couple of years, I've actually had quite a few good relationships. Oh, that's good. So I guess we're both, yeah, lucky in that aspect. Lucky us. And then recently I was, uh, I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about um, dating people from other countries or people from within their own country. Do you typically date Dutch guys? Have most of the dates you've been on been with Dutch men? No, actually not. I feel like I've, because I'm like, I mean, I used to go on like Tinder dates because I would just, mm-hmm. you know, be bored. And I was like, oh, it could be fun. I always feel like there's this stigma around dates. Where it's like, oh, but I, I'm just like very, I, a date can be fun for, even if it's just for once, like it's fun to meet new people. And, um, but a lot of, I think I've really dated a lot of like internationals because I feel like they're on these apps to kind of also just get to meet new people and um but like actual relationships I think I do only I did only date Dutch guys I'm pretty sure I mean my ex was Dutch Mm -hmm. and that was my longest relationship um but I think Mm -hmm. when it comes to like more recently I've only really been kind of seeing international guys Sometimes yeah. I, like I'll go on a. It's not that I don't go on dates with Dutch guys, but um, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, it's I. I guess so. Do you have like a a preference when it comes to that, or is that not really something that you consider? I feel like internationals have more experience with life, like with they have like experience more in general, like. And I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of Dutch guys that grew up here, especially if they grew up in Amsterdam, I can kind of tell that they didn't really or that they haven't really been through, like, the same kind of thing. For example, it's, like, moving out of a small town or moving out of, like, a different country. Or So I feel like – I always feel like when I go on dates with international they're a bit more – it's, like, has more depth to it. Like, you have more to talk mm-hmm. about, and it's more – so I think my preferences lay there. Have you dated any Dutch guys or no? Well, yeah, but not when I lived in the Netherlands, which is funny. Well, actually – well, no, yeah. So, actually, in Germany. But – um what what's what oh my god hi <laughs> what was interesting to me is when i was listening to this podcast episode i had not thought about that before and i was kind of reflecting on relationships i've had and i do find that the people who just like aren't american that i've dated i find i just find those relationships to be more interesting i guess like i feel like i can learn a lot more from people who have like literally a different upbringing and like culture from me just because of even little things how they interpret situations and what they find like yeah good beautiful whatever you know it's just interesting to hear that perspective but i was wondering because amsterdam's obviously so international and such like a melting pot that again kind of tying this back into everything we've been talking about with amsterdam's more like progressive um reputation and just kind of like societal pressures and cultural norms what are your views on like commitment or marriage different types of relationships, um, having children, like the whole kind of package of like things that kind of stray away from the, t- the t- traditional mm-hmm. relationship experience. Um, oh, that's a good one. I personally, as I said, I'm really big on loyalty and I feel like um, Amsterdam is big, but if you're in the queer community in Amsterdam, it's very small. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone knows each other and everyone follows each other. And I feel like, for me, I'm a very, like, traditional. I love, like, I thrive in relationships. I'm I'm definitely, like, a relationship mm-hmm. kind of person. Like, I will, I'm either always, like, looking for a relationship or 
um, or I'm in one or dating someone. And it's not that I can't live without because I know I can easily live without a relationship, but it's just there's something so beautiful to me about being so like being in love with someone or being like so in love with someone that you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like I think that's one of the most beautiful things that you can experience, especially um, if you actually find the one at some point, if you're actually in love, I think that's such a such a pretty thing. Um but I do want to get married. My like my dream. I used to always say I wouldn't want to get married, but like mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking of it, like I've been thinking about it more recently too. It's just this whole day being about you and your significant other. It's like that must feel like a dream. Like it must be like I don't know. I would love to get married. Oh, are you talking about the wedding? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Like the wedding, like the wedding day. Like everyone is there for you too, and it's just uh, I don't know. I feel like that would be like the like a dream day. Like it would be so pretty. Um, and then children. I don't want any children. I okay. Yeah. (laughs) I strongly, strongly dislike children, and I tried, but I can't. I don't really like children. That's fine. I I don't know what it is. I like them for like a couple hours if you have to babysit. But having one yeah. around me for 24-7, I could not mm-hmm. do it. Maybe later. When I, I like them as long as they're, like, sweet and cute. But the second they turn, I'm over it. You yeah, know? but, like, what kid is sweet and cute 24-7? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, that's funny because, for me, I'm kind of the opposite. Like, I'm not sure if I could ever... I, and I'm also, what, 18? So it's not like I'm going to, like, know this now. You're 18? Sure ever... Did you not know that? You're 18? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I thought you were like 20, 21. You're 18 you. and you're doing all of this at 18. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, uh, I am. But however, I, I, there's no way that I can ever say this to people without sounding like kind of snobby, but I do prefer to be around people who are older than me. I do prefer to have like a different dynamic in relationships. So I don't know, like platonic relationships. Yeah, yeah. But I have been told that I, I come across older, which I, I take as a compliment. You do? Oh, my goodness. I didn't know you were 18. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a compliment. Uh, it's it's a compliment, but holy shit. Yeah. No, that's why I'm here. I'm still in high school. I'm in my senior last year. Um, God. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I could ever commit to someone for the, my whole life because I guess that's what marriage is. But I, sometimes I do want kids. I want to adopt one child. Yeah, I feel like if I would get, if I would want children, I'd definitely adopt. And I feel like if I would end up getting a kid, it would also be one. I wouldn't want more than one. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's just, I don't know. You're responsible for 18 years of someone's life. Like I, Yeah, but then I don't want a kid, you know? Right. It's the exact same thing. I don't think I know at all. But if I did get a kid, I'd want it to get it at like 60, which is like obviously not a good life for the kid. And I'm like, not for whatever. So I think I haven't thought it through enough because I'm not trying to have a child when I'm like 30 years yeah. old. I mean, we're both still really young, so I don't even think we should be thinking about this right now because exactly. we have yeah. so yeah. many years left before we have to think about if you want a kid exactly. or not. But one more, one more question about marriage because I feel this is definitely more for like heterosexual people with like a pressure to like settle down and like get married by, I think it's like 30 is like kind of like the, societal pressure age you know mm-hmm. that that time in your life if you were to get married is there a certain age that you think you'd feel comfortable doing that 
Um, well, I yeah, I've thought about this before, and but this is like in general when it comes to like marrying, but also children, and like, um, mm-hmm. I've told myself if I haven't gotten married or have any children or a relationship at all, because I can do it without a relationship in general. <laughs> but yeah. if I don't have that before, I I I'd say like thirty five, because I would want to do all of that pretty young. Because then I still mm-hmm. look good. Like, I don't want to do this at, like, 50. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. I feel like if I haven't gotten to it by 35, I don't think I'll get to it. A relationship maybe yeah. after, but I don't think I would get married or um, get a kid after 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. But that's that's an internal decision, right? Do you Do you think that you're making that for yourself? Or is that because you feel a pressure of, like... An out like a societal mm. type. No, I don't think I feel pressure because I've also talked about talked about it with friends where I'm like I also like obviously I love like as I said I love being in love and if you're in a relationship but I also love being by myself and if I end up by myself like I I, I can be fine with that I don't need mm-hmm. you don't need a man it's an accessory not a necessity no, yeah. so <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it's necessarily pressure. Maybe when I'm 45 and I meet someone and I do feel like I want to get married, I'll still get married. But I feel like 35 is like, if I haven't, I don't want to worry about it after 35. Would you? Yeah. No, I, if if I were to commit to someone, at this moment, my, my mindset is, if I were to commit to someone in like a marriage type thing, like a forever type way, I think I'd, I'd want to be at least 50. Because ideally, that's like half my life. I can't even imagine, like, I don't know, for just being around the one person for that long. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll probably shift my mind because I am very much like, a, if I if I like you, I love you. And if I love you, I'm, like, endeared to you. So, I don't know. I think it doesn't take much to influence that mindset. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, I can't imagine, like, that level of commitment for, for the person I am. Yeah, of course, um, I get it. But I do, the reason I wanted to talk about this is just because I feel that there's definitely a pressure that is definitely more like a traditional heterosexual type of relationship. But I feel like for gay people, it's either like they think you're going to hell or they don't care what you're doing at all with the relationship. So it's always interesting to hear how it differs because I know that there's a lot of gay people I know who want to, who are interested in like open relationships or like a polyamorous yeah. relationship or not getting married or having a surrogate. So there's a lot of, it's interesting to hear about all the different types of relationships and futures people yeah. have. I don't, I think I, I mean, especially in Amsterdam and the queer, especially the gay community, there are so many open relationships where I'm like, for me personally, I could just never, I could never do it. Really? I couldn't. Mm-hmm. It's just not, just because loyalty is such a big thing, I, I couldn't be in an yeah. open relationship, but um yeah it's relative to everyone you know yeah i mean if it's for you it's for you not me though yeah yeah it's great it's just uh for me all of these things that i'm talking about i i don't necessarily have my own opinion formed quite yet i think that will just come with time Mm -hmm. but like i get the idea of both like i get monogamy because it makes sense that you'd want to like have that connection with someone have that commitment to someone have that security but then i also get like the Will I get bored of this person? I still love this person, but I want to, you know, experiment different types of relationships with other people. Like, they both make sense to me. Yeah, I, I can get it. I can get it. If you're, I feel like I can get that people are open for it, but I feel like I've just never really been 
I've never felt a need for that, so I don't. I just think it's not for me. But I feel like I, it's not that mm-hmm. I judge people who do have it because I feel like it's. It, otherwise, your relationship obviously wouldn't work if you if you weren't in that type of relationship that you're in. So I mean, good for you that you're doing whatever yeah. it takes to make it work. Mm-hmm. And our last uh, little section before Instagram questions, I am very excited about because I saved till the end. I don't know if you know this about me. I mentioned this on a past episode, but for 2022, my Spotify recap, rewind? Rewind, yeah. 2022 recap. My my top artist was Adele. Oh, oh my goodness. Which I thought I was like a little super fan because she was my top artist. But then I I saw your Instagram and I saw that (laughs) not only did you go to her concert in London, but you also went to an Adele listening party. And I'm not sure how far back that goes so I want to talk about that um but I may be getting ahead of myself you go to a lot of other concerts I yeah how did this start what was the first concert you ever went to um my well I've always as I said for example how I met Lisa I've always been on Twitter kind of like tweeting about all these singers and celebrities and stuff I've always been really into pop culture even when I was like very young um Mm -hmm. and I've always like my number one um artist always used to be ariana grande like i was the biggest ariana grande fan like you i can tell you Mm -hmm. anything about that woman um so my first concert was ariana grande in amsterdam it was my yeah it was my very first concert i think it was in 2015 or 26 2015 or 14 or 16 i don't even know it's like very long ago um and i had like the worst seats possible because my dad got me the tickets <laughs> i didn't even know what ticket muscle was i had no clue like my dad got me tickets and i went with with some friends um mm-hmm. but that was my first concert and ever since i feel like you just people who go to a lot of concerts know what i'm talking about but like you either have it in you or you don't but like once you experience like an an artist that you love live or an, or like a song that you love live you don't really get out of it and you just continue to go to all these concerts. I don't want to know how much money I spent on all the concerts I've been to because it's crazy. Well, I've never been to a concert before. Not once. That's crazy. I went to a festival in Colorado, the United States, with my family once. And it was like all bands I didn't know. The only one was, you know, Maroon 5 by any chance? Yeah, I know Maroon 5, yeah. Yeah, Adam Levine was there. And that's literally like the only concert-esque experience i've been to and it was like 50 year olds so oh my god after seeing you i've been inspired because i i guess because i didn't grow up going to concerts and i like haven't gone to one i've never like thought about it so much but i think it would be so cool being in the same vicinity and hearing music live as like some of right. my favorite it's artists crazy it's my favorite thing ever it's i love it and yeah now that i'm in amsterdam area you know i'm not far I feel like I should go because in Germany, I was in the middle of nowhere. So no one's coming to Ulm, Germany, you know? Um, Yeah, no, you should go. It's great. Okay. I think I will. I think I will. Anyway, I want to talk about Adele. Um, I want to start with this listening party experience because I remember seeing this on your Instagram. Yeah. And not realizing, I didn't really understand what it was, but was that in Amsterdam? It was in Amsterdam, yes. Yeah, it was. And how um, did you, yeah, how did you do that? It was, it's a crazy story. So I have a, one of my friends that I've been friends with for a very long time. We both really love Adele. 
And mm-hmm. I started really, like, I've always loved the DAO, obviously, but I started really getting into, like, all of her music, all of her albums during the beginning of COVID. Um, and mm. I was obsessed with her. Like, she was the only, still, she's, like, the only artist I really listen to right now. Um, so I got into that, and I was, like, tweeting a lot of, like, um, tweets about her new album because she, I think, she just announced that she was like releasing her new album and um it, there's like this newspaper in the netherlands called ade mm-hmm. um and they had something up on their website about a listening party and i clicked on it and you had to like put in your email so i did it but it was a listening party i think two days before the album was released so you were you were going to be the first one to hear all the songs uh like in the netherlands or like in the world even i do know it was like all around the world like the listening parties so I just put my email in, but I think there was only like there were only like ten spots. I'm pretty sure, and uh, yeah, Total. ten. I think there were like ten, maybe fifteen at most people invited. And if you got invited, you could bring a plus one. So we kind of we both put in our email and we were like, listen, if you get invited, you're taking me because I'm like we're yeah, doing this yeah, together. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, I ended up. I think I was in class and suddenly I got this email like you've been. Um, invited for an Adele listening party so I texted him I was like oh my god like you were invited like what the fuck and he was like I didn't even get an email so I'm glad you did so yeah we were invited and they I think in the email it said like um it's at a secret location in Amsterdam which will send the address like I think they were going to send the address 30 minutes before it starts so make sure you're like in this yeah make sure you're like in the city center of Amsterdam by then so you can take the tram till um, or like the metro to the the thing, and so we got yeah we went to Amsterdam and we got the the address and it was like the most random apartment kind of thing. It was like by Sony Music. It was by because she's signed to Sony Music. It was like this random apartment. Uh, so we had to like ring like it was like we had to like ring this like doorbell and someone came to pick us up and then we had to sign uh, like is it called an NDA or like yeah I yeah. think like well. Where you can't talk about it, right? You can't talk about it. And we had to put our phones in, like, these... We had to turn off our phones, put them in, like, these, like, locked bags. And they would, like, bring... Like, take time away. And it was, like, the most beautiful apartment. They had, like, two really long tables full of, like, such, like, expensive, like, bites. And, like, it was all so beautiful. Like, flowers everywhere. And they were, like... It was just all branded by her like album like there was 30 was everywhere and like pictures of her like it was everywhere and like there were a bunch of cameras and like photographers that were like for her website and stuff and there was like this big screen and suddenly um the lights like just like turned down and they started playing the album it was crazy and um yeah we listened to the album we sat there for like i don't know like an hour and a half or so and we had drinks and um yeah they they played the album and after that we got our phones back but we couldn't yeah we we were allowed to take some pictures after of like the the apartment and stuff but yeah yeah it was crazy it was so amazing wow. it was so fun oh my god well at first that sounded like <laughs> really sketchy honestly like a yeah. apartment and nda locking your phone but damn oh that's yeah. so cool uh, and that's you just crazy. signed up like for free like you just like yeah it, it was just i think it was like a raffle thing um yeah we just signed up but i i don't know how many people i i guess a lot of people must have signed up because who doesn't want to go to like an adele listening party but 
for some reason, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was crazy. <laughs> I didn't expect to get to go there either. I was like, there were probably like thousands of people uh, just left their emails behind. So I don't know. Yeah, and that's Adele. Like, I feel that she's like a celebrity to celebrities. Yeah, you know? I love Adele. Yeah. <laughs> well, as if the listening party wasn't cool enough, you also went to go see her in Hyde Park in London. Mm-hmm. And that was like her first. Well, was it? Did you go to. Whatever. Those shows that she did, the two, were they only two? Two, yeah, two. Yeah, those were her first shows. And I know that now she's performing in Vegas, but that's almost a year later. Yeah. Know? Now she's performing in Vegas, but those two shows were the. Like, she announced the album, and then I think shortly after she announced that she was headlining Hyde Park. And I was in Spain, in Ibiza, with my parents when she announced <laughs> it. And um, she announced that she was doing a show on my birthday. Like, she's, she was doing one July 1st and July 2nd. And my birth, birthday is July 1st. So I was like, I looked at my parents, I was like, sorry. Oh we're not going anywhere tomorrow because the tickets are going on sale tomorrow. And I'm going to go. Like, I have yeah. to go. So, yeah, I ended up getting tickets to the July 1st date. To sell like on my birthday to celebrate it, um, yeah, with Adele, and it was crazy. It was like so insane. Oh my god, what a birthday! Damn. Right. I know. I had friends who went on the July second, which I was so jealous. Um, and it looked beautiful. Your photos were you that close to her? Or do you just have like a really good phone camera? Um, no, I was. Uh, I had front row because we got um VIP tickets because I was like, it's my birthday, so I'm just gonna splurge whatever. Um, so we got like VIP. I think I was like in the VIP section with, um, James Gordon was there. Um, I think no Tom Cruise. Wait, wasn't he there? No. Was really? like standing in our section. I think the one guy from One Direction, uh, what's his name? Like, Niall? Isn't, no, if it was um, Harry Styles, I would have yeah, gagged, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Niall no Horan. Yeah, there were like oh a bunch God. of celebrities around us, which is crazy. But yeah, I had we had front row because we went there pretty early as well, and it was, yeah, it was just so cool. Uh, yeah, it looked like stunning. It was so Adele because it was so elegant and perfect and pretty. Uh, so it was. It sounds like it was everything. It was everything. That you were to be. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, did you have like a highlight of the whole of the night? Um, well, I think just when she opens with hello, like the first, like just, you hear the piano Uh and you hear the piano Uh and then suddenly she just, she doesn't have like this huge entrance. She just walks on stage, like from behind like that. And it was just like, I just looked at my friend. I was like, oh, oh my God, that's Adele. And then one of my favorite songs is like, it's a single of hers, but it's like set fire to the rain. I don't know why it's like one of my favorite songs, but it was good. Yeah, yeah, but just like I think that was that was like halfway through the set, and she started singing that, and I was just bawling my eyes out. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm seeing Adele!" <laughs> I was just yeah. ugly crying the whole time. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was definitely one of my highlights too. There's a lot of celebrities. Like, I think the celebrities are cool, and I admire a lot of people. But I think there's very few that would like get me emotional, or like starstruck. But Adele, I, she's like, I don't know, for me, not even yeah. human. Like, I think right. I'd go crazy. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song? You said that Set Fire to the Rain, but like it, number one. Um, yeah, I love Set Fire to the Rain. I love um, my number one song. Oh, that's hard, man. Um, I really love <laughs> I really love I Miss You on um, 25. Yeah, yeah. I love that song. And I recently got one of her um, songs tattooed on my hand, which is Hold On from her last album, which I think is a beautiful oh, song. Oh. It's such a, yeah. such a pretty song and such a pretty meaning. So I think those songs are my 
I love so many songs of her. Like I could not choose like my favorite. <laughs> I couldn't. Okay, that's fair. That's very fair. Do you have a favorite um, one? Since she was in your Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really, I like Hometown Glory quite a bit. Uh, I yeah. also like um, A Million Years Ago. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I do like I Miss You. I Miss You so good. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So, I love Adele. Sorry, I, I, I had to talk about that when I saw you went to the concert. Um, and then... I assume that you're not slowing down uh, since you told me you're getting Beyonce tickets. Is that, do you have any other concerts that you're seeing in 2023 or wanting to see? I do. I am going to see this year. I think I'm, so I got the Beyonce tickets. I'm seeing The Weeknd, mm-hmm. which is very fun. Oh. I'm seeing Harry Styles. I'm seeing Coldplay. Um, Adele, okay. <laughs> And I'm seeing, well, I don't know if people know her, but I'm seeing Sabrina Carpenter, which is like, I love her recent album. Um, but I she's think a smaller. I know her. Yeah, I but guess. She was an actress. For, or yeah. Is she still an actress? I don't know. Yeah. So I'm seeing her, and I think, yeah, and I'm going to um, this festival in the Netherlands called um, Lowlands, which is okay. um, which is like three days, but I think um, Billie Eilish is headlining and Florence and the Machine and... Um, yeah, like a bunch of other artists. Like it's a really big lineup, but there's like a that already. I love those two. That's really cool. Steve Lacey. Oh Steve okay, Lacey, you know what? So. Shut up. Okay, you know what? All right, that's my that's my little goal this year. I'm gonna go to a couple concerts. Yes, you should. I have to. Yep. Okay. So I asked you guys over on my podcast Instagram at cutthecameras.pod that uh, I'm having Luca on, and I asked you guys any questions you have for him. So I chose. I chose four questions, and I think we should go through that. Um, oh, you know what? I'm actually going to combine the first one into one. Um, someone asked a goal that you have for 2023, and another one asked something that you want to leave behind in 2022. I know that we're already, you know, two months into 2023, but... Mm, a goal for 2023 is definitely... I want to do a lot of portfolio work. I really want to focus on, since mm-hmm. we're not doing the, since I'm not doing the podcast anymore, I really want to put a lot of focus on like kind of establishing myself in this like creative sector. So I think I want to definitely mm-hmm. do, try and get, uh, try and do some bigger project this, projects this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's like my main goal for 2023. And then what I want to leave behind in 2022. Oh, that's a good one. Um... I think there's a couple like um, past friendships that I'm like. <laughs> yeah, that's we can leave. Good one. We can leave those in 2022. Mm-hmm. What about mm-hmm. you? What's your yeah. main goal for 2023? You know what? I was so good at making goals last year. I was all like productive with it, and this year I haven't. I haven't been that good. Um, I'll start in 2022. I want to leave behind. I had like a couple experiences like distinct experiences in 2022 that had a bit of a ripple effect in terms of just like feelings and anxiety and all that and i'm really trying my best to like let those moments be those moments and not Mm -hmm. let them carry on stretch out uh 2023 i think i want to oh it's so it's so cliche not in a stereotypical way but i i want to like uh make make decisions 
based on my own thoughts, like not given to so much of uh, what other people would advise or think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty not not too exciting. <laughs> no, no, it sounds good. Um, I feel also like you shouldn't put too specific goals because otherwise you'll disappoint yourself if you don't get to them. You know what I mean? I always try sure, to not yeah. not do too specific um, mm-hmm. goals. Um, someone asked, "Would you consider yourself introverted or extroverted?" Oh, this is a fun one. I think we did an episode about this on the podcast. Um, I used to be really. I used to think I was really introverted because I just w- wasn't around like people or an environment where I could be extroverted. Um, but I I think I'm extroverted now. I'm very extroverted. I go out a lot. I hang out with friends a lot. I'm always on the go. So I'm very, very extroverted now. But I, I wasn't always extroverted. That's nice. Yeah, it's very cool. I, I was an introvert for a while. I'm still kind of introverted with new people. But I think a lot of that has to do with confidence in my experience. You know, like the more the more confidence I've gained, or the more like security I've gained with myself, the more I've kind exactly. of been comfortable putting myself out there. You know, and for the last question, um, it's pretty plain and simple. But who is your celebrity crush? Do you have one? Oh my goodness, my celebrity crush. You know, I will always have a weakness for Justin Bieber. <laughs> i know yeah it's it's crazy i don't even think he's he's attractive to me but he's just i don't know why it's just he will always do something to me no i know it's bad it's good it's fine it's fine it's fine (laughs) who's yours what's your celebrity crush Mm, well in terms of people that i'm just attracted to i'd say timothy chalamet even though he's so twinky yeah did you know he's 27 years old is he? Yes, I found this out the other day. I thought he was 19, 20. What the he's fuck? I didn't know. He's on the verge of 30. He's pushing 30. What the fuck? Exactly. But in terms of like admiration, um, like people I look up to, do you know who Damon Dominique is? Sorry? Do you know the YouTuber Damon Dominique? I don't. I barely watch any YouTube anymore. Uh, I never shut up about Damon Dominique. I recommend if you're ever trying to get into the YouTube space because he is definitely a creative. I have his book right here. He has courses. He lives in Paris. Oh, cool. I'm going to get into that. I'm going to. Yeah. I think you'd like him. He's he's interesting. Yeah. Well, Luca, thank you so much for coming on today. This was a long ass episode. I had so much fun talking about all of this. Um, yeah, I had so much fun. too. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. And we should definitely try and find some time soon to meet up in Leiden, in Amsterdam, somewhere. For sure, for sure, for sure we will. For people listening, where can they find you? Where can they keep up with you? Um, for now, you can find me on my Instagram, which is Siluka. And for the rest, we'll see what comes in the future. Maybe, God knows, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, perfect. Yeah, go check out Luke's Instagram at Siluka. And uh, if you want to follow the podcast on Instagram, it's at cutthecameras.pod. Um, I also wanted to quickly announce that in a week I am leaving for Nepal and I am going to be off the internet, off Wi-Fi, off this podcast. So expect a short break and then back to regularly scheduled episodes um, with more special guests. Thanks again for joining me, Luca. Thank you. And I will see you guys next time. Bye. (laughs) Bye.